It's very common at about this time of year to be looking back over the year and thinking, how do we do? What can we do better? So let's take a quick spin through a review of 2018 and then be looking forward to what's coming up in 2019. We're also going to take a look at some systems and processes and how to build a stable business for the new year and our super fast sales hack. I have the jingling sound of SC in my ears. No, not Santa Claus, but Steve Clark and his incredible technique for generating more sales. Running a successful business isn't about being clever. It's about making good decisions to improve your important numbers. Matthew Day's been helping business owners like you get better numbers with advice, systems, and data since 2004. If you want magical numbers, listen to Matthew. If you want them faster, visit matthewday.com forward slash faster. Here's Matthew. So last week I met up with a whole bunch of friends and colleagues in a sales mentoring group. Now I've been associated with uh, this group and some of the people who go along here for probably seven or so years now. I was just thinking back, it's been an awful long time. And with these business owners we can see each other's journeys and it's really very useful to be in a room of like-minded people to help support you as you're developing in your business. Now, the group at the moment is being facilitated by a chap called Hugo, uh, or as his Dutch, uh, it's called Ugo. And Ugo has been asking people in the group on a monthly basis to be scoring themselves and scoring their business, scoring their mindset, scoring their happiness, and scoring their health. All out of 10 on a monthly basis. So you go in, stick your name up on the board, and then in each one of those columns of business, mindset, health, and happiness, uh, you score yourself out of 10. Now, it's a somewhat arbitrary scoring method because, well, everyone scores themselves differently. But one of the common elements is actually, as business owners, we all think there's loads more that we could or should be doing. There's rarely a 10 on the board. Uh, sometimes a few, nine, nine and a half. But often, you know, we're quite harsh on ourselves, given that a lot of these business owners are running successful organisations, running, turning over millions of pounds, yet they score themselves at like six or seven out of 10 for their business. And you think, well, wh- why is that? And I think it's because there's so much opportunity, so much room for improvement that once you get going with your business, you find so many other areas that you could do better at. So if you think about it, did you reach your target this year? Did you actually have a target? If you're running a business and you think, oh, actually, I didn't set myself a target for this year. Maybe what I should do is set one for next year and then start measuring myself against it. And then I can put together a plan to help meet that target. But right now I might say my business is doing okay. So maybe it's a seven out of 10. Now next month, Once you've developed that plan and you put that target in place, you might think, goodness, actually, my business is probably further away from reaching this target than I thought it was. So I'm actually going to score it as a five. But it gives you the opportunity to say, well, what, what do I need to do in order to turn that five or six into a six or seven or a seven or an eight? What are the things that are going to unblock me? Now, one of the things that's going to unblock you is your mindset. And uh, and this is the second of Ugo's scoring categories. Because your business is unlikely to grow if you don't have the right mindset, if you don't have a positive learning approach. It's fairly tough for you to say, well, look, I've got a really high scoring business, but a very low scoring mindset because we all want to be in a good mindset to be able to set our businesses up to grow well. So 
what positive learning approaches are you taking? What things are you doing to help get yourself in the right mindset? Are you being coached? Are you working with other business owners? Have you got a support network there to help you through those tough times in business to bounce ideas off? Because by improving your mindset is going to put you in a much better position for improving your business. Health and happiness, goodness me. I was like not expecting to see these on the board because when you think about what are you doing to grow your business, you don't immediately think about health and happiness. But um, over the past few months or so, I've lost a few kilos and actually feeling an awful lot better for it. And it's very easy to underestimate the health and the, the benefits that having a healthy lifestyle, so doing a bit of exercise, uh, eating a bit better, drinking a little bit less, having that healthy body and a focused mindset has on putting yourself in a much better position to grow that business that you're after. And if you've got a healthy body, if you've got a focused mindset and you're happy, so you're enjoying life, you're enjoying what you're doing, you're doing it with a positive mindset, you're doing it with a healthy body, you are putting yourself in an incredibly good position to be able to go out and uh, give your business the best you that you've got. So those four areas that Ugo took us through, business, mindset, health and happiness, you know, it's really good to look back on 2018 and go, all right, where do I score myself now? What have I been doing over the course of 2018 that is, that's going to give me the opportunity to put a realistic score on my business mindset, health and happiness? And then what do I need to do in 2019 to start improving some of those figures? And you have to score yourself honestly and openly because it, it's no good to anyone, especially yourself, if you sort of put fake figures in play. You're only fooling yourself, you know, so you don't have to share these figures with anyone. In a few moments' time, uh, I've got some systems and processes that might help in the business. But as you go into the festive period, just have a think about how you might be able to improve those four areas. So as we head into 2019 and the areas that you look at for improving your business, I'm sure that there are loads of things that will pop into your minds of the things to do to be able to improve your business in 2019, including launching new products. It might be going after a new market, getting more business opportunities in through the door. But one of the areas that I'm not saying is overlooked at all, but is critical and crucial for organizations to be able to grow is to systemize areas of the business so that you don't have to be manually operating them yourselves. And it's not dependent upon your own knowledge and your specific skill set. So it's around documenting uh, processes so that other people can follow them and you can outsource them or hire people to to do them. You know, this is textbook straight out of E-Myth Revisited by Michael E. Gerber. And I don't know if you've read that book or not. If you haven't read the E-Myth Revisited by Michael E. Gerber, go out and treat yourself to a copy over this festive period. It's a really good book just to help us remember of the ways in which we can scale and grow our businesses and the importance of being able to put in place systems and processes. Because, you know, a system in itself doesn't necessarily mean automation, but it does mean repetition. It does mean that every time that an operation is performed, that it is done in a consistent and same way. And that information can be shared with multiple people so that they all run your business the way that you want it run. 
But for a lot of organizations, uh, systemizing the business often means putting in place a system, a technological system to help them run the business. And you're probably aware that, you know, for a good few years now, I've been involved with Salesforce CRM and helping loads of businesses, hundreds of businesses over the years, implement uh, this platform to help them systemize their business. And what I'd like to share with you is it's not rocket science stuff with any of these systems be it salesforce or zoho or any of the other crm systems out there what you can get out of those systems is only ever as good as what you put in and if you don't have a clear system to follow if you don't have good quality data then these systems aren't going to turn a bad business into a good business you need to have the good data you need to have the processes there in order to automate and scale. These systems are awesome for helping you automate and systemize your business, but the work on defining the system is still up to us. We need to still write down what the processes are in order to get the systems configured so that they help us follow them. Because we all know that you what you get out is only as good as what you put in. So if we look at these systems, and I'll share with you about Salesforce CRM because it's the one that I'm most familiar with and can probably help the most with. So there's three key areas of Salesforce that businesses typically use it to help them systemize, and that's around their leads and managing their leads, around sales process, and around customer service. Now, there are some very simple processes that you can automate with platforms like Salesforce CRM around lead management and lead capture. So connecting in the system to your website is probably the first and easiest thing to do. So leads that come through your website or people that inquire on your website about your products or services would fill in a form. They fill that information in, they give you their contact details and they Post that information uh, and and often if you're using a WordPress website or using a, a lead capture system uh, that you'll get an email or you'll get a notification about a lead inquiry that's come through. You don't want an email of that lead. You want the lead to go straight into the system and allow the system to then run your process. So the first thing to do would be to connect your website and any of your lead capture systems. So they could be things like uh, ClickFunnels or lead pages or Kartra or any of these or your WordPress website, any of these platforms that are providing forms online that people will fill in in order to make an inquiry you want those forms connected into your crm system so when somebody fills in that form they would in the case of salesforce just land straight into your salesforce database as a lead and that operation of landing in your database could then cause a process to run so notify a particular marketing user or notify a particular sales user to follow up on that lead so that would be the very first thing that I would suggest doing. The second thing is then implementing your sales process. Now, uh, over the years, I've been into uh, tens of businesses, possibly low hundreds, but certainly uh, high tens of businesses um, that actually don't have a clear sales process. So they, when we when we talk to them about implementing their sales process, you, you can kind of see them scratching their head going, well, yeah, what, what is a sales process? Well, a sales process itself is nothing more complicated than 
simply saying what are the steps that people go through when they buy from you so what are the conversations that you have and are any of those particular conversations that you have you consider those to be stages in the sales process so the first stage might be that you've had an initial inquiry through that might be the very earliest stage of a sales process um, and you've had a qualification call and determined that that person is interested in your products or services so at that point you might say right our sales process will start now and the sales process might involve uh, going and having a meeting with them um, or preparing a proposal or sending across a quote each of these could be stages in your sales process now uh, i've seen sales processes that have got loads of stages and the problem with loads of stages is it's you know it's great from a business perspective if you can categorize to you know a really granular level of detail but for so many organizations if you you've actually got a human being operating this process so somebody somewhere is having to go and click on a checkbox or click on a drop down list and select the next stage that that you're at and if you've got loads and loads of stages, then that's loads and loads of updates that need to happen to make sure that your sales process is kept up to date. So uh, my recommendation and best practice really is to just have maybe five, six, seven stages to your sales process or break it down so that you've got those key points in the sales process that you can uh, that you can measure um, that might be as simple as you know we've had our initial conversation we've gone and had a meeting we've set up a sent a proposal we're now negotiating and we've either won the business or we've lost the business and each one of those could simply be a stage in your sales process so you don't have to be a massive business you know a multinational to to run a process like that clearly those larger organizations will have much more information that may be needed to go along with those stages and have perhaps more rigor and approvals in moving from one stage to the next but any small or medium-sized business really just needs a sales process that's got half a dozen important steps in it that the sales teams can follow now if you're running a an online only business then you your sales process is largely going to be driven by your checkout and what you're doing there online so much of what i've been involved in working with salesforce has been with offline businesses who have sales teams they have members of a either an in-house sales team or a remote sales team that are going out and field based that are going in and updating uh, generating these opportunities to make sales and going in and updating them the this second piece um, of using a crm system the sales process management is absolutely critical because because as you build up a pipeline of business being able to see where or where each one of those opportunities are where they are in your sales process to determine whether or not you're doing enough activity right now to generate enough opportunities so that in the future when they close that uh, you're going to be hitting your targets so managing a sales process absolutely crucial absolutely key but try and keep it simple try and keep the number of stages in your sales process as small as possible where half a dozen is probably the target number to aim for the third area that most crms are used for and there's most opportunity for automating processes is around customer service so again you might be using something like salesforce you could be using uh, other customer service management systems like Zendesk or something like that. These systems are around automating customer service where you've understood the challenges that people are having 
and you've documented how they can address those challenges. The moment that you document them and you put in place a customer service system, the, that is the first critical step to systemizing your customer service operation. So people who make inquiries about your products or services after they've bought them, so they're after you know warranty support, you know they've got an issue or a complaint or they've got a question they want to ask, logging those issues into your system be it Salesforce, be it Zendesk, be it any one of these other help desk systems, and in there having articles and knowledge and solutions that your team members can share back to those people who have raised those issues uh, is a crucial element to helping systemize your business. So leads, managing that lead process, automating getting leads out of your website and out of your email and directly into the system, step one. Step two, define your sales process. Make sure that it's a nice, clear, easy sales process with probably half a dozen steps in it that your sales teams can follow. And they will use that when they generate new opportunities for you so that you build out a pipeline of that new business that you're looking to achieve so that you can see whether or not you're heading towards your target. And the third step being customer service, where you can use the systems to track issues and questions and inquiries that come in about your products and services after they've been purchased and using a knowledge system or an article-based system to document the answers to common questions so that your internal team can share those and they can answer questions more easily means that you've taken the knowledge out of your head and turned it into something that somebody else can use. So solutions like Salesforce are great, but you do need a reasonable budget to set it up. But if you can afford it, then you absolutely please do do it. But getting value for money out of these systems doesn't necessarily mean using every single feature that's included uh, in these systems. It may mean using one feature really, really well and pushing it really hard for your business in order to generate uh, value for money. So don't feel like you have to use absolutely every feature of absolutely every system that you use. I mean, I just think of it as things like Microsoft Word or Microsoft Excel. How much of those applications do you actually use? I use probably 10%, maybe 5%. I don't know. There's so many features and I might only be using 1% of it, but it does the job that I need it to do. And the job that I need it to do is done really, really well. Treat the CRM systems, treat your processes in a very similar way. If you find a solution that can really help you systemize your business, then focus on using it for that. You don't need it to be doing all of the other things. But you know, as I said, things like Salesforce CRM, Zapier, I don't know if you've ever looked into Zapier. So that to help share and synchronize data between systems can really help you if you're using two or three different systems to be able to share and synchronize data between them so that you can automate more of your business. And using things like um, ClickFunnels, Leadpages, Kartra as very high value but low cost lead capture systems or you're just simply using your WordPress website can be great ways to generate leads and then feed them straight into your CRM system because those platforms are all built with these integrations in mind. So lead management, sales process management, customer service management, all areas that you could and I would encourage you to look at systemizing as you head into 2019. This week's super fast sales hack is super fast indeed. As I mentioned earlier, I've got the jingling sound of SC in my ears. Not Santa Claus, but Steve Clark. He of sales and marketing mentoring excellence. He's now uh, disappeared off to, uh, to do a job over in sunny California. 
lucky chap. Goodness, he's out there. He's posting gorgeous pictures of sunshine here now whilst I look outside of the window and see it dripping down with rain. Anyway, today's super fast sales hack comes from Steve. And uh, if you've ever seen Steve present uh, or seen one of his workshops, you'll know he likes to keep things simple. And he has this incredible technique for generating more sales. And it is called Pick Up the phone three calls make three calls a day that you know that you should make but you just keep putting off and if you make three calls a day to prospective buyers to existing customers you will generate more business in your organization but make sure they're three good quality calls that you have with good quality prospects or good quality customers just to find out how much more you can help them so if you adopt the three calls strategy every single working day pick up the phone speak to three customers speak to three prospects you will generate more sales it works trust me just try it try it for a week try it for a month three calls a day That's 60 calls you could be making starting today with three calls. Who are the three people you've been putting off calling that you know that you should call? We've all got them. You know that there's three calls that you could be making today. Just pick up the phone. It'll take you 10 minutes, 20 minutes to get through those calls and see whether that helps you generate more sales for your business if you do that repeatedly day in, day out. So a quick recap of what we covered today, our quick spin through review of 2018, where we said let's take four areas to score ourselves with for 2018 and look to improve for 2019, with those four areas being our business. How well is our business doing in our opinion? What's our mindset like? What frame of mind are we in to be able to support and work on our business so that we can make it as good as it possibly can be? How's our health? You know, are we keeping ourselves in trim, eating a good diet, not drinking to too much excess over this festive period? Um, And our happiness. How happy are we doing what we're doing? And if we can help improve our happiness, improve our health, improve our mindset over the course of 2019, we are undoubtedly going to be putting ourselves in a better position to improve our business. We took a dip into systems and processes and looked at lead management, sales process management and customer service management as three key areas that we can systemize in our businesses to help them scale and grow. And our super fast sales hack was Steve Clark's three calls where we all know that we should be making at least three sales calls per day, either to prospects or to existing customers to help improve our business. Thanks for listening. I look forward to catching up with you next time on the next Magical Numbers podcast. If you want magical numbers, listen to Matthew. If you want them faster, visit matthewday.com forward slash faster.